Casey Covers Country. Just have to think when you perform a few hundred times in your life, or at least like probably a few thousand times in your life, the odds are going to catch up with you at some point that you're going to eat it and fall. <laughs> <laughs> that day came over the weekend for Luke Bryan. So let's keep it real. He has fun while he's performing. He's dancing. He's running. He's pointing to people in the crowd. He's throwing back shots and booty. Lots He's of booty shaking. Throwing back booty. Like Lots it. of booty shaking. <laughs> a fan in the pit was recording on their phone. So they were like nice up close and personal. Yeah. When he got a little too fancy with his footwork and just hit the ground. Ooh. Well, not the ground, the stage. It looks like he breaks his ankle in half on this. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little and you can tell, you can tell it. How do I say this? Like, he's not hurt, but he's not just okay. Because yeah. he lays on the floor and sings a verse or two. <laughs> he's old enough where he feels it. Yes. Like, he'll he feel it the feels next day. It. Yeah. So he never skips. I mean, he laughs his way through it, but he doesn't skip a beat. He sings the next two verses on the ground. He goes back up to his knees, hits a little magic mic move, laughs along with the crowd. Ah! Luke. Yeah. And then just pops back up. Just Luke. Keeps everything going. Limps the rest of the show and <laughs> through the next day. You know, it's, I feel like this is one of those injuries where you get back on the bus and you're like, doesn't really hurt right now, but tomorrow, this is it's going to hurt. purple tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can recover from that. The videos where I see people actually falling off the stage, like that's the one you can't recover yeah. from. I, I don't know what you do crazy. at that point. I feel like he has fallen off stage before. I know Kane has. Kane has for sure. I know there are a lot of, you can find a lot of videos of country oh, artists yeah. just tumbling yeah. off the stage. And you don't realize it happens as often as it does. That Size is actually. the stage changes. I feel like that's a great Casey Covers Country uh, reel the right fall. there. All like <laughs> nothing but falls. You're welcome for that. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I think Luke Bryan, he's about to be 46 this year. So he twists an ankle on the stage. I, I give you all the kudos for keeping it moving throughout the show. Justin Moore's got a single out right now. It's called Woman You Love. And it's all about how whenever you grow up to be in a healthy relationship, all of a sudden you're just naturally doing the things like coming home at a decent hour, buying the house, but also doing things that you wouldn't normally do on your own. Like he says, being a part of his wife's hobbies or going to her favorite places just for the sake of compromise. I think you definitely in a relationship for it to work. You both have to make sacrifices, whether it's interests that I'm into that Kate is not necessarily, but she will go and do with me or vice versa. You know, there's some things that are non-negotiable. You know, I'm not going to cheer for LSU, but you have to be able to give in in order to have a healthy relationship. I think that's true. That's where you draw the line. Yeah, I love you for richer, for poor, just not <laughs> LSU. Sorry, Arkansas sucks. man. No. Razorbacks for life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like this is kind of the same with me, but I actually enjoyed my what my wife is into. When we first started dating, she's a dancer and dancing regularly. And I would also join in. You're the, in the one so guy that loves to- going to ballet class. <laughs> yeah, you go to dance I went. I went. It was the it was the craziest, wildest time of my life. I was so flexible, but I, I took ballet. With you, my wife. Does she then do, like, is she farming coral with you or any of your silly oh, hobbies? Oh, no, no, no. It doesn't go both ways. Oh. This <laughs> is a one-way that. road. It's a one-way street to Remy's house. Exactly. What about you guys mean? Uh, yeah, so I, like he said with the LSU stuff, Amanda's dad played at Mizzou and kind of insisted we have a Mizzou jersey up in our basement. So I've, I've allowed that. That's going to happen. And I'll go to some Mizzou games. 
I'm not going to cheer for him. Never going to do anything like that. But the cycle bar stuff. So she's a cycle bar instructor. Uh-huh. That's the stuff that I've done for her. And like, normally not my thing. But I'll but wake up on a Sunday it. morning every now and then and go go hang out. Yeah, get my pump on. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Climb the hill. <laughs> Imagine me waking up on a Sunday morning, going to the cycle bar class. Let's go. Feeling good, feeling great. I appreciate knowing that. Luke Bryan trolling a country artist at one of his last shows. So something I kind of like when artists do is when they play each other's songs, like not necessarily a throwback or something. Um, they wrote. Right. Yeah. So Luke decided to play some Blake Shelton songs. And Luke and Blake Shelton, they've, they've, they're kind of parallel in the country world. Blake obviously came up before Luke, but otherwise they're pretty much even on the playing field. They're both judges on singing competition shows. <laughs> they're playful. There's they're always so been like a playful. loving rivalry. They're both like the country artists you would want to go have a drink with, I think. For sure. Because they're going to be a good time. Well, Luke's on stage. He starts singing Blake Shelton's song, Home, whenever this happens. Surrounded by a million reasons why I don't know Blake. Y'all singing? It's kind of well. That's a Michael Bublé song that Blake stole. <laughs> What's a good Blake Shelton song? They're in one. <laughs> and it goes on for a few minutes just to absolutely troll Blake Shelton. He laughed way too quickly at his it. own joke. Yes. <laughs> there ain't no goes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I thought it was super funny because I like when artists can have that camaraderie, but also kind of mess with each other because you know how Blake is. This definitely means next time Blake gets in front of a stage, it's going down Luke Bryan style. I want to see Blake Shelton gyrating on stage like Luke Bryan. Oh, God. I no. would love to see Luke dr- or Blake do a little Luke jig to make fun of him. Attempt to dance. Does he yes. fall down on stage and hurt his ankle like yes. Luke did a couple days ago oh making fun man. of him? Right. <laughs> Can't get oh, up. They're, all, they're kind of such different performers too because Blake is the guy that'll just stand in one spot and he'll get that, his knee going and then he'll walk to the other side of the stage and he'll get that other knee going. But Blake, or Luke, is dancing so much he's falling down. Gyrating. Watch these hips. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram. Is that Kermit the Frog? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty close. Something I've never really considered or thought about is Kenny Chesney's parents. Just the fact that he has some. That is kind of a weird thought. It's just, he he's always felt like this larger than life person to me. I think uh, growing up, looking up to him. And it's rare for me to think of him as a son. Yeah. But imagine getting a compliment from Kenny Chesney is one thing, but getting a compliment from Kenny Chesney's mom, a whole nother type of validation. And that's what Carly Pierce is experiencing right now as she's on tour with Kenny. And she got to meet his mom pretty early on in that. He's like, hey, can you come to my best friend? And I walked up there and the cutest, tiniest little woman, and it was his mother. And she was like, Kenny just loves you, and I love your music, and I'm just so happy that you're out here. And what's funny about that is she said to him on opening night, you're going to sing with him, aren't you? And I was like, I don't know, am I? And now I sing with him. So, funny, what a, what a pull your mom has over your stage set and who even, comes out with you. Even when you're Kenny Chesney. Thanks, Karen. Gotta do whatever mom says. <laughs> I doubt Kenny's mom is named Karen. I but she is. Is she really a Karen? 
I know. She's got to be like Karen a that broke the mold. Suzanne, you know? She, oh, you're saying Norma. she has to be a Suzanne. I feel like he's an alien, so I didn't ever visualize him as having parents. Like he was just sent from another planet. Right. That's where his energy comes from. <laughs> but how cool to be Carly Pierce and have his mom say, you know what? He just thinks you're great. And you know what? I think you're great, too. You're go- You're going to go sing with him on stage. And she's like, hmm? <laughs> what other secrets does Kenny say about me? <laughs> right. <laughs> so hopefully you got to see them when they were here in uh, May, early on in May, because I feel like that was definitely one of our favorite concerts of the year, if not one of our favorites. Oh my gosh, so much fun. Have you ever made a time capsule? Yes. Then I dug it up like six months later. So. <laughs> oh, that's so lame. Wasn't awesome. Not patient enough. <laughs> well, Tyler Hubbard did. Tyler, um, the Florida half, or I'm sorry, the Georgia half of Florida Georgia line. He made a time capsule when he was probably eight or nine years old. But with the release of his new single, 35s, which is all about slowing down, enjoying life, he decided that this is the perfect time to go back to that place where he buried that time capsule 20 plus years ago. Dig it up, see what was inside. Here are a few of those things. On top of everything, we have a Bible. Here's a special photo of me and my dad when I was super young, and I lost my dad when I was 20. This CD was actually one of my very first CDs I ever had. Black Hawk. Black Hawk. You remember that band? The band Black yes. Hawk? Oh, wow. He said that was one of the first CDs wow. he ever had. CD. Mine was Boys to Men. I'm glad you remember that (laughs) so specifically. (laughs) Um, He also had, you know, some matchbox cars, family photos. He especially gets sentimental about the ones with his dad because, like he said, he lost his dad at a younger age. Yeah. Um, I thought this was a super cute way to promote the new song. It does look a little too good to be true. Like when you watch the video, it's shot so well. Yeah. And all the items are preserved so well. I'm like, eh, was this really? What kind like, of box is it in? Is <laughs> it, did it show what kind of box it was it's in? It's in like an old tin box oh, that's no, covered okay. in like rust and stuff. Makes oh, sense, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. One, of the, one of the cool things that I had happen was a freshman year, our English teacher had us write letters to ourselves and then she sent them out at the end of our senior year. Yeah. And that was kind of fun to know <laughs> how different your thoughts are from freshman to that senior year. That is pretty year. cool. That's a cool idea. We did that too. But I never got my letter. Really? After senior year, yeah. Aww. So, Heck. did you move? No. <laughs> that teacher. I know. That teacher. She just forgot. I also didn't go get my uh, diploma until six months after I graduated, though. Oh. So I'm. I feel like they probably they're like, you know what, this girl doesn't care anyway. We'll just we'll put all all her stuff on hold. <laughs> anyway, I feel like it was a super cute video idea. I hope that it was real. It's shot so well, and there's more stuff that he goes into about like his childhood stories. Oh. There's one story that most people have to tell, and whether it's a good one or a bad one, everyone loves to tell it. The story of your first car. Oh, yeah. Yes. Tim McGraw is kind of the same way. So someone asked him recently, and he has still some of those uh, feelings tied to his very first car. The first thing that flashes in my head is the headliner kept falling down in it. So I had gold thumbtacks, and I had them all over the roof of the car just to hold the headliner up. And I got my first speeding ticket in that car as well. That was a car that I I really loved and my grandparents, who didn't have much, but they had that car and they gave it to me. It meant a lot to them to give that to me and it meant a lot for me to have it. I forget what kind of car it was. Let me figure out what it was. But Remy, you also, tell me about yours. 
I had a Forest Green 1995 Pontiac Grand Prix. Ooh. L-E. Was that the four-door? No, it was the two-door. It was the two-door, but it had the smaller engine in it. So I bought it for $3,000. That was the car of that era. There was like a 10-year span where the Grand Prix and the Grand Am was like the car you saw everywhere. That's why he had a Grand Prix and my first car was a Grand Am. (laughs) (laughs) Like what the Camry is now or the Civic is now, that was those cars back in the day. They were just affordable. What was yours? Uh, I had a Honda Civic, a 97 Honda Civic. And I'm a big dude now. I was... Like 270 in high school, like strong 270, yeah. and I barely fit in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> was it a stick shift? It was a stick shift. It was a manual, so I learned how to drive on a stick That's shift. That's awesome. And I, I honestly think I could pull that car into the bed of my truck right now. It yeah. was that small. Yeah. Wow. It was a tiny car. Those were very, very small. I had so many great memories in my first car. How did you get it? I bought it with money. Well, yeah, I know. I had like, I had three or four paper routes at the time. I was working at the grocery store. I had, I was mowing lawns. You grinding. Know, grinding. Grinded it out in what, 90? That was probably 2000, like 99, 2000. 2000. Minimum yeah. wage was like $3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tim's first car that he was just talking about with the headliner falling and stuff, that was a Chevy Monte Carlo. Oh, nice. Which oh. I actually think was my mom's first car too. Nice. So I'll post this to our Facebook page. Let us know what yours was or if you have any funny stories about it. Follow us on all the socials. Oh. Call it inappropriate, but I love a good mugshot. All about inappropriate. <laughs> I've got some hanging up in our office, or at least I used to. Ozzy Osbournes, Tim Allens, Sam Hunt. Ozzy in the blues jersey or the blues shirt. Iconic. Great. So I'm glad to see I'm not the only one here with that sense of humor. A 20-year-old fan at a Morgan Wallen concert. Fan's name is Zach. Zach got arrested at the show. He was only 20, but had possession of alcohol. <gasps> Can't do that. No. Get a mugshot. Booked. In his mugshot, he was wearing a t-shirt of Morgan Wallen's mugshot. I can appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. A little inception happening. That's funny. So Morgan Wallen saw the photo, and he also learned about Zach's night, learned what happened. And he posted and said, hey, man, we've all been there. He ended up inviting Zach to his next show and invited him backstage to come say hi. But to Zach's surprise, when he got to the show and got backstage, there was Morgan Wallen wearing a T-shirt of Zach's new mugshot. <laughs> so now they both have T-shirts of each other's mugshots. And I think that Morgan's got this new recent history of using his reputation to connect with younger fans and teens who are maybe going through it a little. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure this kid is, I don't know, what consequences you get for being 20 and having possession of alcohol in public. But Gosh, you're so close at that point. Right. When, so I was, when I was Concert 20, too. I wasn't caught at any any bars, any alcohol whatsoever. I was like, I'm so close to doing this legally, not even going to chance lame. it. How lame. <laughs> Look at me. Well, Come on. I'm, Zach I'm, was also so close, but he did get in trouble. And now I'm sure he's dealing with some consequences. So it's it's cool to see Morgan be like, hey, we've all been there. If that's the least of your worries right now, I'm so glad you came to the show. I feel show. like so many of these lessons learned with these artists and these moments are like soft. Like, oh, like, I'm glad you're moving on past this. You're growing. But Morgan's like, hey, we're going to do dumb stuff, man. It happens. We're going to laugh about it. Let's learn it. from it. Let's have fun. Yeah, I think I can appreciate that. The picture is on our Facebook page. It's always cool when a massive fan gets to meet an artist, but it's even cooler when the artist ends up being a fan of that person, too. Yeah. This kind of happened recently, so Walker Hayes, you know, he's such a class act. 
he has a fan named Matt. Matt has autism. And Matt went to go meet up with an old teacher to have lunch and hang out and chat. And she suggested, hey, let's go to Applebee's. They go to Applebee's. She gives him a T-shirt that has the lyrics to Fancy Like on it. Mm -hmm. And she, you know, films him, puts it online. He's so excited. And suddenly that video circulates enough that Walker Hayes sees it himself. So Walker Hayes is like, oh my gosh, I love this guy. I've been watching him on TikTok. I love how excited he is about my song. Walker invited him backstage at a show. When Matt got back there, before Matt even said anything, Walker sees him and says, Matt, I love you. I've I've watched your TikToks a thousand times. Yeah. Knows everything about him. Like, Walker's the one that embraces him and is like, I have to tell you this and that. And, And it's such a heartwarming moment of... I'm sure Matt just feels like a total star now when he thought he was gonna go meet the guy who sang his favorite song. It kind of looks like a typical meet and greet situation where you're, you know, there's a, a line that has formed and you take your picture or whatever, but Walker spent so much time with him. Yeah. It, and and Meet and I watched it this morning and Meet was like, God, Walker is such a good dude. So freaking He's great. He's so awesome. Yeah. So chill. <laughs> when we got to meet him last week at, at Ballpark Village, he was the same way. Like with everybody, he would take time and actually talk to yeah. you. I'm not going to say names. I had a meet and greet a couple of years ago, and it did not. It was stupid. It was the dumbest thing ever. You walked up, you took a picture, spent five seconds with him, and then you walked off. Yeah. Like, he was actually asking questions. Like, he was asking about our engagement. He's like, oh, we got married in June, and started going into a conversation about it. It's like, you know, you don't get that with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. The video's very good. It's on our Facebook page and our Instagram story. Follow us at 923WIL. Something tells me this is not going to be the last heartwarming experience we hear from Walker Hayes. I feel like his entire career is going to be made up of those moments. That is for sure. And we're excited that this is only the beginning. So follow us along on socials. Casey Covers Country. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.